Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome everybody to the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm Ralph Graves Jr. So glad to have you guys here. Uh, My guest today is Jennifer Wallace. She has a very unique story. She she does some very unique things. I'm going to let her tell you about her because she can do it better than I can. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ralph. Thank you so much. I'm just honored and thrilled to be here with you today and to to just see what happens, see where the conversation takes us and, um, and, and just see how it all goes. I'm, I'm sure. honored, thrilled. I'm glad to have you here. You have such an amazing story. Tell my audience what you do. Um, well, I'm a guide in the healing arts, as I like to say. I facilitate under Elizabeth Kristoff with Brain-Based Wellness, who I think your listeners are already um, have been introduced to. Yeah. And then I also host a podcast called Illuminated with Jennifer Wallace, where each week an expert lady shows up to share her story, which often has um, an underlying theme of resilience through trauma. And we share brave stories, uh, groundbreaking wellness, and it's just my greatest belief in healing and that healing is possible and change is possible. And that if you don't resonate with the work that I do, then I want to share another practitioner with you that helps you step into your full potential, your full power, whatever you are called to, to do. I believe that healing, um, so many of us are walking around, whether we're hurt mentally, whether we're dealing with physical injury, and we think, well, I'm going to live with this pain the rest of my life, and we don't have to. I think the human body and the mind, I I believe that God designed it to heal itself. And if if we provide the right environments, if we do the right, the, the body is trying to heal itself. Am I saying that we'll live forever? No. But what I'm saying is your quality of life can be pretty strong, can be pretty strong <laughs> until uh, until it's ready to transition. So tell us a little bit about your story. I, I Because we're, this is about, this um, this podcast is about being unstoppable and you are truly unstoppable. So tell them, tell them a little bit about you, your personal story, and then we'll lead into how you got into to what we're doing today. Okay. Um, and I want to say, I completely agree with you. I believe that divine wisdom and ancient wisdom lives within our bodies and our bodies do know how to heal. Um, at 32, I was traveling. Uh, I had lived in London, going to school there for a fine arts degree. And I was spending some time in Turkey and I was taken, um, and held captive for, several hours. I ended up, I escaped from Turkey with bruises, but in that, um, in that scenario, I stabbed my captor with a small pair of scissors. Um, it was not as successful as I had imagined it in that moment. And he pulled a nine inch carving knife out on me and he was wielding it above me, like 
like psycho, right? Okay. And that very, you can see that that knife holding um, vision. And it was in that moment that I can only describe as divine intervention because okay. I felt a force come in between me and him as we were standing eye to eye. And in a moment where seconds before I said, this is it, you tried everything. And now this is the end, you're going to die. It was like, uh, it's a, a giant force of divinity. I don't know how else yeah. to describe it, but then it was a very quick shift in my thinking saying, no, this is not the end for you. You yeah. will go on. Yeah. And so I did. Um, the, the man who delivered me to that house came back and took me out. Um, and then five years later, I, I developed stage three HER2 positive breast cancer. I found a nine centimeter tumor in my right breast one night. I was um, 37 years old okay. and it was a very ugly diagnosis. But um, I do have a lot of faith. Um, I do believe in the body's ability to heal. And I really put so much energy into my thoughts, into my faith. And I did follow the Western treatment protocol, but that stopped at some point because what they had envisioned for me, what they had written out for me, I... I didn't actually follow through with completely. I was supposed to have a double mastectomy after six rounds of chemo, but okay. I did so much work in congruence with the Western medicine that they couldn't even find any cancer in my body after six chemo treatments. It was completely wow. gone. No, no tumor showed up um, in imaging and it wasn't until last year um, just through a, a lot of like work and diving deep that I found out that I had repressed memories of childhood sexual abuse from the ages of three to five. So I've been navigating that for not quite a year now, but more like maybe about seven or eight months okay. and just trying to work through that. All right. So let me, let me take this from the top. I'm ex law enforcement. Right. So let me and I heard I hope you guys and you guys did hear it. This is a truly unstoppable. Woman. She was taken in Turkey as a student. I, I guess we could send a whole podcast on how that even happened. Like somebody just swooped down and pushed you in the van. Is that how it happened? No, I had made friends with um, I was living with my one of my friend's cousins okay. and she didn't speak great English. And she took me to meet someone who would help us with the conversations when we were not sort of okay. seeing eye to eye. And I thought that I was making a friend in that person because we were roughly right. the same age and he spoke great English. Right. And uh, one day he just said to me, there's someone I would like to introduce you to. She's your age. She's Russian. And she's she speaks great English and you could make a friend. Wow. So he, <laughs> yeah, he took me to that house and that was not that was not what happened. <laughs> wow. And, but he came back and got you. He came back and what, he had to change your heart. Um, the man that I stabbed um, and he he ended up calling him to take me back out of that house. And I think that just goes along with that divine intervention. Yeah. You know, I think it was like part of that um, divine narrative that I really can't really answer to. So I don't know survived, why he came back to get me. You survived that. 
First of all, you stab somebody. And let, let me tell you about stabbing somebody. That's up close and personal. When you stab somebody, and I've never, listen, I've done a lot of shooting. I've never stabbed anybody. I often said stabbing somebody is I'm committed to the violence because <laughs> this is a hand-to-hand combat situation. You know, but I yeah. guess you do that, you know. Well, back in the day when um, when I was young and watching Oprah, you know, she used to have John Walsh on there and they always said, don't go to the second location. And that was only thing going through my mind. Like I sort of know where I am right now, but if they take me somewhere else, I might not get out of here. And I am that I could only think of Oprah and John Walsh so many times um, in that lived experience. Wow. You, you, you survived that. I hope you guys are listening. Don't go to the second location. Don't go to the first location if you ask me. But don't even, if you, if you you know, just lapse in judgment, end up at the first location, don't go to the second. So you survived that. I think that's truly amazing. You're in Turkey. Most people can't survive that in Philadelphia. You survived that in Turkey. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, when I'm saying Philly, I'm not saying Philly's bad. Shout out to Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia. I'm just saying locally. Okay, so uh, most people can't survive that. And so you survive that. You probably got some post-traumatic stress about that. You come home, you're living your life, get a diagnosed with breast cancer. And I like what you said. You followed the Western medicine protocol along with some other things alongside of some other things that you've learned and, and you know, and, and so all of it's gone because a lot of people uh, will say, well, I'm not doing a Western protocol and, and I'm just going to do it this way. But, but sometimes you got to work in conjunction with some things. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, when I got the diagnosis, it was in October of 2014 and I didn't have any health insurance. And so I was sitting with the fifth oncologist slash breast specialist I had met yeah. with. No one had really, sold me on the treatment. I had read several books before about people that had cured their own cancer or maybe even lived with it. And I was completely willing to do that. So I was trying to convince the oncologist like, Hey, just give me a couple of months. Let me see what I can do. I can change my lifestyle. I can do all these things. I had this whole speech. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, I love that energy. I appreciate what you're saying, but you don't have that type of cancer and you'll be dead by January. Wow. Wow. And we're talking today. How many years ago was that? Uh, That was October of 2014. I finished treatment um, at the start of 2016. Yes. I always say that there's another report. I don't care about the, now what if your mind, and we're going to go deeper a little bit. What if your mind accepted that report? You just accepted what he said. You know what? You would have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. If you just accepted it. If you just went home, started crying and accepted it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I hope you listeners are understanding that you don't have to accept every report that somebody gives to you. I I don't care what they have behind their name. I don't care. That's just, that's what your report says. That's great. But I believe there's another report. I do too. And (laughs) also too, I was, like I said, sitting with the fifth doctor, fifth specialist. And it took me up to five to even find number one, he spoke the truth to me. It was the first doctor that did that. But I believe when you're faced with any big decision, like find your team, find the people that speak to you. You don't have to go with that first doctor just because it's a doctor. 
Yeah, I just, just read that. Around. I, I just read that from one of my mentors' book, Les Brown, mentor of mine. He just talked about finding your team. Mm -hmm. Once you are going through something, he's a cancer survivor. You hit the nail on the head, Jennifer. Find your team. Find your squad. You don't have to get your people. You don't have to settle for the first one that comes your way. Nope. Find your people. So we're talking about being unstoppable. This this lady is truly unstoppable. She survived that. She survived the cancer. What are you learning now? Now I know you're into the brain-based wellness. We're gonna talk about that. But but in your personal life, you mentioned something about some uh some uh uh stress or some uh, post-traumatic stress from from some childhood, suppressed childhood memories. How are you dealing and how are you surviving through that? What are you doing with that? What are you learning now? Well, I have been, there's a great TED talk by a lady named uh, Nadine Burke Harris, and she okay. talks about ACE scores, adverse childhood experiences, yeah. and how those experiences, depending on how many, and it's a score of 10 is the, is the ultimate score you can get. But the more of those points that you get, the further, uh, the more times that you have to experience a chronic illness or dis-ease in the body later on. So if you have, say, a score of four, you're like four times likely to have a pulmonary disorder. And we know heart disorders, heart diseases are the biggest um, thing in our in our biggest killer. Heart disease is still the number one killer. In the United States of America. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, if you can trace that back to your childhood and see what lives under there is that part of it. And what I'm learning now is the more that I can regulate my system through the applied neurology and really create safety in my body, that is the number one thing for me to constitute always really be working on is to create safety in the body. And I think that a lot of us don't feel safe in our bodies, whether we're talking to women women of color and men of color, like our system, our entire system is based on lack and scarcity. And we're living in a lot of fear right now. There's a collective state of fear that we're living in. And so for me, it's about lowering the stress because I do believe, I used to think that the breast cancer because it was HER2 positive and HER2 is a protein gene that we carry in our hearts and mine went mutant out of a toxic environment. Okay. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, okay, that's, um, that's the uh, fillings in your teeth, the mercury fillings in your teeth. That's deodorant. That's shampoo. That's right. whatever you're right. putting on your skin. Like that's what right. you're eating. Yeah. But what I know now is that it is likely the stress caused by number one, the childhood um, experience. Uh-huh. And then secondly, from being in Turkey, I mean, you said it, what a state of PTSD could I possibly be living in? I mean, I was scared yeah. of everything. Every person was a threat. Every man that looked at me, I would, I could just like a wildfire. I could create all these different scenarios. And we know that we all have experiences that you can think of right now that you will get that cascade of flushing stress hormones going through your body. You can replay that scenario, that situation, all those feelings. And those are the feelings of chronic stress that I believe led ultimately 
to the cancer. And so we don't we don't pay attention to that as Americans, and we should. Like, I'm, I'm, if you're listening to the podcast, we've talked about it before. You know, we have to be careful what we watch, what we listen to, what we allow. So many people were sick because of COVID-19 that never got COVID-19 just because of the stress of walking around fearful of COVID-19. And we don't, we don't understand that that can happen. We don't understand that that can happen. I used to think that, and I, I mentioned this on my podcast before, I used to wonder why Black Americans led the world in everything. Why do, why are we have the highest blood pressure? Why do we have the highest heart disease? Why do we have, then it dawned on me, the stress that we live under in this country, mm-hmm. a lot, you know, is a breeding ground for, for all of that. For it's all of true. That. I mean, from a nervous system perspective, you're never relaxing. Never. You're constantly never. in a state of hypervigilance aware of your surroundings, not feeling safe in your body, in an environment. And it's a lot of, it's a lot to undertake. Okay. So we know that this exists. You help us deal with it. Now that's never going, that's not going to change anytime soon. My, my grandchildren live under it. My granddaughter, they are my, my grandsons, my kids. So how do we bring our bodies to that feeling of safety to lowering those is it cortisol am i saying cortisol yeah yeah i'm learning i'm learning to that state of lowering my cortisol levels so maybe 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 i'm not producing that cancer when when i talk about this people like wow so your body can produce the cancer from being under stress for so long so i don't produce your mind can and so how, how do we how do we and this is this is a strategy and a tool that we must learn. We must learn. What's the first step in learning that? What do you like? Like, what is you know? What do we do? Well, I think number one, we really have to think about the subconscious mind from a really foundational place and yeah. knowing that when we talk about the subconscious mind, we are talking about below the level of your conscious awareness, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about your heart rate, your respiration. This is your autonomic nervous system. These are um, the automatic systems in your body. Well, yeah. your subconscious mind is responsible for 80% of your lived experience in this world. So apart from setting the physiological states of the body, your lived experience is how you interact with the world, the behaviors that you uh, that are outputs, and then how the world around you is created. And we we have to get down into that subconscious level to see what patterns am I running? What patterns are creating those behaviors and what patterns are creating those beliefs? And then we've got to start rewiring those beliefs, thinking about the fears that come around, come with that, and then just reprogramming the subconscious mind. And it does take some work, takes a lot of awareness. And like I said, the number one thing that we do at brain-based wellness to start is by creating safety in the body. By bringing you into your body and feeling safe. Now, that sounds like a lot of work. What can my listeners do for 10 minutes today? 15 minutes. 
For 10 minutes today, even five minutes today, there's something called straw breathing. And it is scientifically proven that if you do six breaths, slowly in through the nose and then pursing your lips like a straw to breathe out, making that exhale slightly longer than your inhale, that that improves your the physiological state of the body, right? We want to get out of that fight and flight response, right? right. Where everything right. is racing. We want to get into that parasympathetic state that rests and digests. Sure. And another thing that you can do is tongue circles where I, you're just scraping the mouth. Yeah, yeah. So how often during the day? Is this something I do at night, something before I go to bed? Like the straw breathing. Do I do it how many times throughout the day? Does one need it's like that woosa? Remember that, remember that in, in bad boys. I think Martin Lawrence was like woosa, woosa moment. Yeah. How often during the during the course of the day would one this is just beginning, you know? Uh how often do you suggest we do something like that? I think that all depends on you. As an individual, you know, I like to do a certain set of drills in the morning when I wake up. It just kind of starts my day before I go on a walk. But also at any time during the day when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling fatigued, when the stress is getting too much, like just take five minutes to yourself. And a lot of times people say, oh, I don't really have time. I don't have time. But when you think about three to five minutes in a 24 hour span of time, you do have the time, you can handle it and you will set yourself up for better success, no matter what it is you've got next. If you're going into a big meeting, if you've got a proposal to submit, if you've got a date, if what, whatever it is. You have time. You have time and you owe it to yourself. You're the most important thing here. And whether or not you've got a a family or a spouse or whoever it is that has expectations or you have your own expectations to show up for, show up for yourself first so that you can show up better in the world. Now, beyond the brain-based wellness and beyond what you're doing now, you know, speak to somebody who who may have survived or just just has to make a shift in their lives, what would you, what advice would you give my listeners today? Young woman, young man, whoever, who's just, you know what? I know that I'm living below my potential. I'm living a life of average and I'm better than average. What, how would Jennifer get them? What would you say to them to have them make that shift? I always like to remind people that you are divine. You are divine consciousness. You have been put here for some reason, for something that the divine lives within you and is a reflection of you and that God lives through you. Mm -hmm. So change is possible. Anything is possible. Whether you want to be something, do something, have something, it's all possible. Anything can change at any second. And you have a certain level of control over that based on the way that you think, behave, and believe. Yeah. And uh, I will support you in any way that I possibly can. (laughs) You know, and what's the name of your company again? Illuminated. Illuminated. How can they reach to you? How can they find, how can they get to you? Tell us how to get to Illuminated. Um, Well, I'm Illuminated with Jennifer on Instagram and on Facebook. 
My website is illuminated with Jennifer Wallace and my email is illuminated with Jennifer at Gmail. So I'm across the board. If you just Google illuminated with Jennifer, you should find me the podcast or something anyway. Illuminated with Jennifer. Jennifer, you're doing a great work. You're doing a, a fantastic work. Um, you know, just, just really supporting and, and, and um, really encouraging people into the areas of healing into the areas of healing. And it's and it could start, ladies and gentlemen, with just a few moments a day, even with the straw breathing. It will have to go deeper than that. You may have some suppressed childhood memories. You may be getting over something that happened in high school or something that happened last week, but you can heal from it. Mm -hmm. You can, mm -hmm. you can. from it. I read a book. I go ahead. What's that? I'm sorry. Yeah. And and I think it's important to remember too that you're just you're not alone. Yeah. We all have very similar shared experiences. So yeah. let's connect in a community like yeah. you're building right here. Like, mm -hmm. let's just keep connecting. Let's reach out because we share this. You know what I want to talk to you about? And, and I, I and I, I know we I, I want to talk to you about. I am trying to find out or I'm trying to investigate what drives certain behaviors that I have. Mm -hmm. Why, why do I, why do I crave cupcakes? <laughs> well, I mean, honest, you know, I'm just trying yeah. to, what, what, what happens that generates that? And I, and I'm a gym rat. I stay in the gym, but what, what is it that what, what behavior generates an appetite that doesn't allow me to get the eating just right? There's well, a behavior that What's that? When you think of eating a cupcake, uh -huh. what emotions does that make you feel? I just like the sweetness sometimes. I don't know. I just, I, I always, always have a cupcake and a cup of coffee. Can you relate that having a cupcake to a positive memory? I don't like I a positive childhood experience? I what do cupcakes bring you? Joy. Exactly. Okay. So I, I have this very shared um, craving. So when you think of that cupcake yeah. holding the joy for you. Okay. So then you start having this craving for a cupcake. Yeah. Are you actually craving a cupcake or are you craving joy, a joyful connection, a joyful experience? And then can you shift instead of grabbing that cupcake? Can you phone a friend? Can you go hang out with your kids? Can you hang out with your grandkids and seek the same joy from an experience that you're actually going to get joy from than from a craving? Do you know how sweet that cupcake is? Yes, I do. I that, love that cupcake. <laughs> that, that, is, that is hard to replace, my friend. But no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, and so I'm really diving into that. And you're absolutely right. Often when I talk about habits, I'm like, you can't say no without filling it with a yes. And so, but I never looked at it as what that cupcake represented or what, I never tied it to a, a, a childhood experience. Cravings also often have a positive experience attached to them. It's something that we dive into in the food freedom program and brain-based wellness is what's the difference between a craving and emotional eating. Okay. Right. Because that's a really that those carry really different um yeah. emotional experiences in the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I um I think I don't think mine's emotional. I think mine's more of a craving. 
Yeah. 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 It's like, so I, it's me too. When I go to, when for me, I crave ice cream cookie sandwiches. I love them. And, and you know I what? Love I love them. <laughs> I associate those with my father. And my father just passed in November. Mm -hmm. I, was on the, I was on the beach the other day. And I don't know, the ice cream man was walking down the beach. And I remember the ice cream man, my dad would always get an ice cream sandwich. Now, I didn't get one yesterday. Probably, I was too occupied looking at my grandkids, but I really wanted one. I, I said, I even said out loud, I should get an ice cream sandwich. Okay. I didn't need it. I didn't want, I didn't, wasn't hungry. I just, ice cream sandwich. And deep down, so for me, it's my mom. And then that joy and connection. So deep down on a subconscious level, you saw that ice cream man and a memory triggered a, of a positive experience that you share with your dad and then boom, you want the ice cream. I think the tasty cake crimpets is the same thing for me. Mm -hmm. That's the cupcake. I don't know if I think it's regional. I don't know if you guys got tasty cake. You out in Texas? Yeah, I'm out in Texas. I don't think you got tasty cake in Texas. It's a regional Philadelphia thing. But well, when I get head up back to Virginia to visit my family, I'm going to see if I can get it up there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, listen, no, no. Replace the joy that that tasty cake would bring you That's with true. something else. <laughs> Replace it with something else to get that. But no, but I'm really, you know, um, and I'm glad I'm talking to you. I just downloaded a book and I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to listen to it while I, I do what I do around here by last name Sapolsky. Have you heard of him? I don't think so. What's the name of the book? I'll tell you right now, I'm going to look on my phone because I can do that. This is my podcast, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> download it on a on my phone from I don't want to say what company until they start paying either me or you but um, <laughs> it's called the name of the book is called Behave Behave by Robert Sapolsky this? oh there, this? You go. there we go okay <laughs> um, by Robert Sapolsky it's called Behave now evidently he wrote a lot of books and and um just a little background uh, on it, um, to, 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 to kind of described it a little bit. It, it just talked about, you know, um, all of our behaviors are driven by something. We, we have to stop saying, I have to stop doing this and find out what is driving us to do that mm -hmm, and dig mm -hmm. into that. Yeah, I think sometimes too, when we when we set those really hard lines, like I'm not going to do that anymore, or I have to, you know, when you are setting yourself up for, and it's kind of happens in the self-help world, it's those extraordinary feelings of like, willpower, right? And goal achievement. And, and sometimes it's really just it's not about that. It's about the pattern that exists in your subconscious mind. Yeah. And we yeah. got to figure out what that is and we got to just reprogram it. Like anything, we can repattern a pattern it that exists. can be repatterned. It can, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you, I'll say it all the time. If you have breath in your lungs, you still have purpose in this life. And so that's why, hey, listen, we might get the doctor's report, might get a negative report, but that's not a, that's not a death sentence. That's something that we ought to work through and let it catapult and let it catapult us and be even uh, a bigger part of our story, a bigger part of our lives to help the next man or woman through. Jennifer, okay. I, I really enjoy talking to you today. She's Jennifer at Illuminate at Illuminate with Jennifer, right? Yes, Illuminated with Illuminated a D. Illuminated with Jennifer. Follow her on Instagram, follow her on Facebook. Do you have LinkedIn and all that stuff? 
Yes, I love LinkedIn. That's my favorite. It's my favorite too. It really is. It, it really is my favorite. I, I try to post two and three times a week, maybe two and three times a day on there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but guys, you can find her anywhere. Um, any any final thoughts for the audience, Jennifer? Um, you know, if you are suffering from anxiety or depression or anything out there, any signal that you are looking at as something that's negative, don't look at that as a signal for something positive. That is your brain trying to keep you alive in the only way that it knows how, and we can lower those threats. You can change anything. You can be anything. You can do anything. So just find us and please connect with me. I love to connect with people. So I would love to hear from any of the, anyone in the audience. And Jennifer, will you come back again? Can I, can I call you back? In about Anytime. I would love that so much. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate you saying that. Guys, you've listened to Unstoppable Program, Ralph Graves Jr. Guys, go to my website, Ralph at ralphgravesjr.com. Join the Unstoppable community. Be a part of that. And let's be unstoppable together. Until next time, guys, uh, be unstoppable. I'll see you. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the Unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.